What's happening, weirdos? What's happening? This Aww, is a great what's one. happening? What is happening, weirdos? We're so we're a little tight on time, but we loved this. Con- we were just we ended the episode by talking about how great it was. I really <laughs> think it was great. Burp. It was really really fun, really really deep, really really interesting. And just one of those classic We Made It Weirds where you and I haven't had a chance to talk yeah. and we didn't know we've been feeling the same way. Yeah. And I have a feeling a lot of people are going to relate to either feeling this way now or having felt this feeling. Mm-hmm. So I think this is a good and helpful one that is kind of about not just one topic, but you know, it has a nice through line. Yeah. So if you like, uh, check out PeteHolmes.com. I'm going to be on tour. If you're hearing this the day it comes out, I'm in uh, Vancouver this weekend. Uh, I think that's sold out. But we have new dates coming up, all sorts of places. Just go to PeteHolmes.com, and uh, I'd love to see you. And go to Largo-LA.com. Thanks to everybody that came out to Largo this month. It was so awesome. Mm. Such a great night. Um, So that's a monthly show I do here in Los Angeles, Largo-LA.com. You'll see it. It's called Pete Holmes Living at Largo. We do it once a month. And if you like the show, please consider trying one of the Pete's Picks because when you use the promo code, it shows the advertisers that the ads work and it does keep the lights on, pays Katie, all that good stuff. So here are the ads. We just got one Pete's Pick up top here. This is, uh, I'm wearing it. For those of you watching the uh, video, you guys have heard me talk about the Apollo Neuro quite a bit. In fact, I'm being visited by my friend Kurt one of my longest and oldest friends, and he is wearing his Apollo because, of course, I gave him an Apollo because I can't stop telling people what a difference it's made in my life. It's not a watch. It kind of looks like I'm wearing a watch, but it is a piece of wearable tech that helps your body recover from stress. What does that mean? It uses almost subperceptual vibrations to speak to your nervous system directly through touch. It's like touch therapy that you wear on your wrist or your ankle that helps you relax, sleep, focus, and be more productive. It is like a wearable hug for your nervous system using touch therapy to help you feel safe and in control. The settings are energy and wake up, which is incredible before a workout. You really feel that one. It's like espresso. It gets into your system. It gets your heart beating and pumping and blood moving. It's such a wonderful uh, thing when I'm driving. If I feel a little sleepy while I'm driving, I hit the two buttons on my Apollo run the energy and wake up keeps me alert i love it social and open is usually what i have it on while i'm doing the podcast it's exactly what it sounds like helps your shoulders relax and ease into social uh, situations with more grace clear and focused has been shown to combat some of the symptoms of add i use that when i'm writing when i'm studying when i'm reading wonderful way to get your body into that mode rebuild and recover after something stressful i'm always in fact i'm a little bit sick right now so mine is currently rocking rebuild and recover all the way to relax and unwind and sleep and renew so helping you rest helping you meditate helping you focus helping you wake up it's incredible it's like finding the fuse box to your body and you can see everything labeled and you can turn certain things on and certain things off it has made such a chemical free difference in my life meaning it's not something that you uh, a prescription drug or something that you need to take it's something that your body can understand and it just lulls you into that state or jazzes you into a heightened state it is not woo woo i always like to point this out it was developed by a neuroscientist and a board certified psychiatrist who've been studying the impacts of chronic stress in humans for nearly 15 years and apollo's effects on stress Sleep, cognitive performance, and recovery have been proven in multiple clinical trials and real-world studies, and they're doing new studies all the time. 
The best way to see if you like it is to give it a try and you'll be showing your support of this podcast and showing your body just a little support we could all use. Get 10% off and show your support of the show. Go to apolloneuro.com slash weird. That's A-P-O-L-L-O-N-E-U-R-O.com slash weird for 10% off. Something special, something helpful, something real you can do to help your body cope with stress and show your support of the show. All right, everybody, enjoy. Valerie, my love. Get into it. Mama, mama, I feel, feel you. Mama, I feel you. What is it? Mother, I feel you. Mama, I feel you under my feet. Hi, Val. Hi. <laughs> oh, my God. So, I, I love thinking of the the people who are just now, like, I'm going to try this podcast. Mama, I feel you. I wonder what this podcast That's so is. funny because you came on. Oh, 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 I'm moving. I'm moving. It wasn't a foreign. I know. But, but that it sound made it sound like you thought it was an F-A-R-T. I don't say it. It's just so loud every time it happens. I'm going to get you some... Something, some, some chair shoes for this chair. Chair shoes. Remember, we had the friend I know that put it's chair so shoes on every. It is, and it's like, you know, it's one of those things that's really cute when you're first dating somebody, and then like three years in, you're like, do you have to put chair shoes on every <laughs> chair in every coffee shop we go to? You know what I mean? I'm, I, I'm, I'm never gonna get there, there with I'm there or with her. There. I'll always think it's cute. But if yeah. you were constantly with someone that was like, okay, this is our new coffee place, I'm going to slow, just to bring everybody into the fold, this, our friend of ours here in our town would put, slowly, every time they went to this coffee place, would put little things under the chairs to keep them from squeaking. Yeah. And that is cute until you live with that person. Well, I think Maybe, that could be true of most traits. Um, That's my fear. Yeah. Yeah, that's my fear. That's, that's one of Charlie my... That's Charlie Kaufman's fear, too. <laughs> yeah, it really that's like is. what all of Anomalisa is about. I don't... I don't... I don't even really... Anomalisa, I don't we? really remember that movie at all, except for the feeling of being like, come on, dude. Like, you should be past We've, this. We must have talked about this before, because that was the movie where I was like, Charlie, I love you. I need you to grow. I need you to grow. I need you to grow. Yeah. I and and Mr. Kaufman, if you hear that you're a genius, you don't need me <laughs> to like Mr. Kaufman, please, please come don't, back. Don't turn this off. Come please. back, Mr. Kaufman. Stay. <laughs> Try a Pete's pick. Would it kill you? <laughs> Adaptation, one of my favorite movies. I love the neuroses. I love the sweatiness. I love the panic. I love the paranoia. I'm into it. Yes. And then it just sort of breaks my heart yeah. when you don't see filmmakers grow. I see other filmmakers growing. P.T. Anderson. Yeah. Motherfucker's growing. Oh, he's he's growing. The time. If every movie had that frantic, crazy, life is chaotic, it's a weird party in your 20s move feel, yes. I'd be like, oh, he hasn't found any roots. And now I'm like, this guy's found roots. He's, he's calming That's down. Right. That's right. In and a I, good way. And that belief of like, I'm just going to... Get bored of everybody that I'm with, and then er- yes, what? No, please go ahead. It it's I, it's high school. That's what I I feel it's like it's college, college freshman. It's like when you're just like I don't I'm like I'm gonna not settle down or yeah. or commit to like anything because, because you gotta always be a river. You gotta keep moving because people are just gonna get tired of you. Yeah, and I oh, really will reference Thanks. it. 
Thanks. <laughs> I'll reference it over and over because it's the best point point um, I've ever heard for long-term relationships. Forget LTRs? even monogamy, just like a long-term. Are we monogamous? <laughs> no. Oh, good. Oh, phew. Because I, I am about to get really been. confessional. I've been blowing loads and sucking chodes. I've been wanting to say that for a while now. Not only am I not monog, I'm, I'm a homosexual. I think if I found out that, if you were like, I have been seeing other people, but they are men, yeah. I would be like, cool. <laughs> yeah, I know Groovy that. Groovy, dude. <laughs> and still, man. Um, that's me going like, I wish that I wish that was my thing. <laughs> but also, <laughs> even if you were like, I've been seeing other people and they were women, I, I there's still a chance I might be like, cool. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> You are my queen. Um, so I have a bit about it. Oh, I just—it's not—it's not not that I don't occasionally find other people attractive. Of course, it's that I don't want to get to know anybody like that. Yeah. And I was talking to Kurt, who just visited us. He was like, "I love that bit because it's about the the value of long term relationships is that you build these incredible like." Model train cities, yeah, with little sculpted wooden churches. With you can see in the side of the window, there's the pulpit and the and the congregants, and you move them around. It's so intricate, little blades of grass that you paint by hand. It's just so amazing that when you see what it's like to drop your bags off in a hotel, like a long stay hotel. Yeah. You just go like, I don't need these bags anymore. I'm just going to live here. Yeah. The thought of sucking loads and blowing ch- <laughs> Sucking God. loads and blowing You're trying chokes. to say it serious. The thought of the sucking thought of- loads and blowing chokes. <laughs> I'm saying it I wrong too. I did too. Oh. I said sucking loads. <laughs> sucking chokes and blowing loads. The, the idea of having an affair is like so unappealing because you know how how fucking difficult it is to get to the to the rare frequency. And Absolutely. that's what I want to say to Charlie Kaufman too. I'm like, buddy, I get it. Yeah. Like everything is bleak if you look at it that way. And human beings have a really special gift, mm-hmm. a special ability to overlook the dismal. And sometimes mm-hmm. we need help. Sometimes we need therapy. Sometimes we need medication. Sometimes we need community. We need dance. We need exercise. We need all sorts of things. Yeah. But we can get to that place where you're like, look, there may not be any meaning. I'm going to give it a meaning. Or mm-hmm. it may be hopeless, but I'm going to give it hope. We're yes. going to co-create hope. And that's yeah. what I wish I would see Seekoff do. And that's Turn your lesson. head and Seekoff. <laughs> that's the thing. <laughs> Thanks for the example. I had to go off. Oh. I had to go off. Yeah. Oh, wow. It wasn't for the bit. Oh, wow. But I leaned in. Yeah. Um, that's the thing is, what I was going to say is, one of my favorite arguments for a long-term relationship is when Paul Bettany did the podcast, and he was like, I stay in my marriage in a long-term relationship, because a long-term relationship is the only way I can actually experience anything new. Because otherwise, do you remember this? Oh, yeah. Otherwise, I'm going to repeat up until a point, until it's like, shit starts to get real. And And then then you bail. You bail. And you do it again with another person. Over and over and over. And it's only if you're like, what if we stay with this? Yeah. And I'm not, I will never advocate for staying in an unhealthy situation where there's no hope. For sure. But But, we've talked about that before, but I've been thinking lately about the value not not necessarily with us because we're, we're fucking we're groovy, we're fucking dude. groovy. <laughs> we're fucking, 
We're having sex with other people. We're doing, like, <laughs> like, I keep you are to bringing this up a lot. <laughs> I know, it's weird. Uh, but we're good. But I'm just saying, like, it's not out of some sort of, like, fortitude or or, or even, yeah. like, a desi- maybe there is some unconscious desire to, like, virtue signal and be like, I'm a stick with it guy. Mm-hmm. But I do think more and more that that these relationships, to Bettany's point, are a way to go into a new frontier if yeah. they're relatively healthy. But I'm more and more thinking, like, even if they hit hit skiddy rocks and stuff, to to I would much sooner take a break from yeah. you yeah. <laughs> if yes. we hit that than yeah. just go like fuck it it's and done. hit and delete the Uber app because of their unethical practices. Yeah, and I'd that- rather just try Lyft for a few weeks. <laughs> That's the other person I'm seeing. <laughs> I, I guess what I'm saying is I'm coming back to a more traditional view of like I'm like I actually think there's value in sticking with something. It's devotion and and letting it be a little bit uncertain or shaky or or even kind of like grotesque because that's my life. Mm-hmm. What I was gonna say I hope I didn't interrupt. Did I interrupt anything? Yeah, you know it's fine. <laughs> Do you interrupt her? <laughs> the other woman. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> No, I'm sorry. No, please. what were you gonna Go say? Ahead. I won't forget what I was gonna say. Well, I just was gonna say also the the like argument of like I I just got bored, which is what I feel like is or I the these per this person's traits started to annoy me, which I feel like was the Charlie Kaufman and all yes. Lisa thing. I guess I I feel offended as or annoyed by that as somebody who believes that long-term relationships can be fantastic and also just in general as a way of looking at humankind like I really think there's it's such a shame to just be looking at how somebody else um affects you or irritates you or it's like you're not seeing the whole person yeah and that's well, they really, become a caricature. Yeah, and that's what specifically And that's what feels, our brains do. Exactly. And that's what specifically feels like immature to me. I'm like, I that's agree. how you look at people in a coffee shop in college. But yeah. like you should by now understand that people are nuanced and fantastic and terrible but and this wonderful. Is, and this yeah. is sort of what I was getting at is like, and I've been feeling this lately, that there's just like a a shell around my life. There's nothing wrong with my life. In fact, my life is on paper really great. Yeah. And I'm still feeling this um, calcification on the outside of my if you just let's just picture my brain. And my brain has like a a glaze, mm-hmm. like a like a sugar glaze mm. poured on miso it. Miso glaze. Uh, maybe a miso glaze if it's like a savory, but I I'd like to think I'm more sweet than savory. Okay. Well, miso's got a little sweetness. Okay, thank you, Japan. <laughs> But I've just been wanting um, to crack it and shake it up. Yeah. And what you're saying, human beings have this tendency, and I do this fucking like a fucking (laughs) Albert Einstein, okay? Okay. (laughs) Meaning I'm the best of the best. Uh. When it comes to meeting someone, uh, loving them, Mm -hmm. and then slowly... Instead of writing in a very fine-tipped pen the details of who they are, mm-hmm. I'll just get lazy and I pick up like a crude graffiti marker, like a chisel-tipped red Sharpie, but the fat one, like a chode. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gay also keeps coming up a lot. Yeah. The kind of the chugs. <laughs> like, <laughs> you get it. Mm-hmm. And I start writing, like, big notes about them. Mm-hmm. Because, like, a pattern will emerge. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this a million, but, like, what is a pattern? It's kind of up to you. Sometimes something just happens twice and you go, like, that person's a real mm-hmm. gum snapper. Mm-hmm. Or whatever it is. And then that ends the relationship. So, or, or it can, or it can jeopardize the relationship. So what I'm saying, and to tie it into the calcification of the miso glaze on my brain, is in a relationship sometimes you hit a wall, and it might not be the person. It's that you need that miso glaze snapped. Yeah. Like, look, we know this. Look at relationships that have hit, or movies. Typically we see these in movies because it's easy to see it in like a example writ large but it's a family that's like mitchell's versus the machines Mm -hmm. they're in a they're stagnant Mm -hmm. they can't evolve they can't grow and then robots invade and they bond together Mm -hmm. but why do we why why does that story keep getting told Mm -hmm. it's date night with steve carell and tina fey they're stagnant but then they get in a caper and they realize because the brains need our brains need disruption we need to crack the miso glaze And I've been feeling it physically. Like, if Andre the Giant, anybody want a peanut? If he was around, that wasn't very good. If he was around and could twist me, I'd give him, I'd give him whatever he needs. 50 eggs? I don't know yeah. what he wants. Yeah. 70 to 60 eggs? <laughs> 70 to 60. But let me, let me, I'm going to, I'm going to throw it to you because I do want to, sorry. No? I, this is what I've been wanting to, <clears throat> listen. <laughs> I've been wanting to say this. Last night, was it last night? Jeez. I went into um, Los Angeles, California to do a show. <laughs> and I was um, looking at the map, and the map was telling me to go the non-101 way. Yeah. And I was like, fucking A, that's exactly what I need. Uh, I've just been craving. Roots. Yes. Again, I don't know how interesting this is, but I have to imagine that there are a lot of people listening mm-hmm. That are like, yes, I relate to this. Nothing is wrong yeah. with my life. Yeah. Our relationship is great. Leela is the greatest. I'm working. Typically, that tends to be something that can drag me into the dumps. Mm-hmm. Um, I love where we live or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I even have novelty. I started shooting that Pradeep show. Yeah. That's new. New people, new experiences, mm-hmm. being challenged. Mm-hmm. The podcast is always new. I did a podcast earlier today. New podcast, new yeah. But I'm still going like, why do I feel like I'm painting over a painting that's done? Mm. Like the painting's done and I'm like painting the green grass again. Like just another paint, coat of paint. It's, it feels unnecessary. This isn't a declaration, by the way. I'm not walking away from the podcast. I'm not, I don't feel necessarily like I need to make a huge change. But I, I have this certain wanderlust that's manifesting in my back. I want Andre the Giant to snap me. Mm-hmm. And I've been wanting to do psychedelics too. I've just been like, mm. I just need a disruption. Wow. And I think I think it's what we're talking about. It's why relationships get stale. Maybe there isn't anything. In fact, I'll go ahead and say I know there's nothing wrong with doing my podcast. I just got an email that Neil deGrasse Tyson is going to come on. Oh, it's incredible. My God. It's so fun. That's so exciting. But I have a shell, so it's yeah. not. It's sometimes it's not the relationship. Sometimes it's not the situation. Me doing right. podcasts and stuff, or, or doing stand up. It's that I need to disrupt myself somehow. And that's what psychedelics yeah. are. And that's what, you know, I don't know. There, I need to find other ways to mix it up. Mm-hmm. One final point. 
we were talking about how, you know, when you travel, you see things as they are. And then when you live in a certain place, you start to, you don't see things anymore. You just see your memory of the thing. Yes. And that's starting to happen. We live in a new place and I love it, but it's starting to happen Uh where I'm looking at things I, I think I already know. Yeah. And that is one of the things that psychedelics do is it stops the process of looking at something and, and seeing instead your memory projected onto it, but you actually see your hand. That's mm-hmm. why it's a cliche to be staring at mm-hmm. your hand when you're on drugs because you've never seen it before. Mm-hmm. You've only ever looked and seen the memory of your hand or your partner or your own face. Right. And that's what I've been craving. I'm not saying I'm going to do psychedelics per se. I'm craving a psychedelic or situational disruption because that really is, I, I feel like I'm good data Mm-hmm. That you can have everything going your way. You can have novelty. You can have satisfaction. You can have feel like you're good at something and do it well and be appreciated. And you can still feel like there's a colorful candy shell, like a motherfucking Skittle on your brain. <laughs> Skittle on your brain. Skittle, Skittle on I, your brain. I got Skittles on my brain and my brain is also a Skittle. What do you got, Val? <laughs> um, that's so interesting because I didn't... I'm sorry, we're out of time. <laughs> Okay, you're cute. I didn't know that you were feeling that way. I haven't, yeah, we, I feel like we haven't been able to talk. I know, it's, but we've been so busy, which is another reason why it's funny to feel that way, because we're not stagnant. We're like fully in motion. We That's don't even have I mean. a We don't even have a routine going That's a, right that, now. So why do I feel this way? But I feel really similar. I would explain it differently, but as you were saying it, I was like, this is probably what I'm feeling too. You'd say chode less? Um, yeah, I would say chode probably zero. <laughs> zero chode, and zero looks like a chode. If there was a number that looked like a chode, it's zero. But yeah. Um, but okay, so I'm so fine. sorry. Yeah, we've just had that happen, and the oh, episode doesn't record, and it's a nightmare. Go ahead, yeah. Val. I'm so sorry. No, that's okay. So you were saying the thing about when you travel, you see the place really clearly, and then once you live there, yes. You're seeing it, just your memories of it. And the say, and I was actually going to make that exact point about people going back to Charlie Kaufman being a titty baby. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> that's when he turns it off. Yeah. You know okay, what? That's fine. That's it. That's enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like you'd be like into it. Like you'd be like, yeah, call me that. Like, ro- like yeah, um, yeah. Roman on oh, yeah. Succession. That was replaced by you go you go sideways. How do you go? That looks right. But I think mine sounds better. It does sound better, but I can't really do it. Sorry, everybody. Terrible. This is just us hanging out. Um but Marianne Williamson, who did the pod recently, mm-hmm. um, I heard her talk once, and I I know I've said this on the podcast probably many times, but I also it's the kind of thing that I need to remember all the time. She she made that point for people. She said that when you are falling in love with someone and their little quirks, like putting things at the bottom yes. of the of yes. the chair, uh, and even their sort of like road rage or like their little flaws all seem really endearing to you yes and that like that you are seeing them the clearest that there 
When you're falling in love. When you're falling in yes. love. And then, you know, we have it usually in our mind is the opposite. It's like there's the honeymoon phase where you're not seeing clearly. And then you finally get to know the person and then you really see them clearly. But yeah. she's arguing for the opposite. And I agree with that. And I totally agree too. And it's like, because at that, at later you know, the road rage or whatever starts to bother you because you have your own associations with it or you've been dealing with, you've been, you know, it's lost all of its novelty and magic and mm -hmm. you're just like, all right, can we one time drive somewhere without you losing your shit or whatever? Yes. Um, so I really, I think that applies to places and people and life, like you're saying. Yeah. And how I've been feeling, how I would describe how I've been feeling is similar, but, and I will say I've been addressing it and it's working, but I've been feeling like, oh, I just want to like be like vital and alive and, and like young and free and wild. Like I've, yeah. I've wanted to like bust out into the world in yeah. this way that I haven't felt since before Leela, so like five years, really. Yeah, I wonder, just to put this to you, the more our life gets set up, mm. the more I think, meaning like just like our needs are met, like I got my cold plunge and the hot tub and the pool and the sauna, yeah. like all of these things that I used to drive places to do yeah. are now in the house, and that's a beautiful privilege, and I'm not uh -huh. complaining. I'm just saying there's something strange about getting set up that you have this, there's this risk mm -hmm. of being like a vampire mm -hmm. or Daniel Plainview alone in his mansion where you're like, you get so used to things being a certain way, it makes you more particular and less less roll with it when mm -hmm. things are just kind of going weird. Yeah. And I noticed this when Kurt was visiting, Kurt really represented, that's my friend, <clears throat> we were in Israel together and in we've college. stayed friends. Yeah, so we've been friends for like 20 years. And like seeing Kurt reminded me of how I used to be. Yeah. And it was kind of, it was kind of challenging to me. I was mm. like, I'm really like a, like I talk about things in a specific way and I want people to talk in that specific way. I'm not saying Kurt mm. didn't do that, mm. but we were having that conversation. Remember he was like, one of the main reasons he likes going to church, for example, is because the people there are, aren't curated by him. Yeah. And I was like, I have none of that yeah, energy. Maybe this is oh, like, but I was thinking you were thinking maybe you need oh, yeah. more of that. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I have none of that in my life. Yeah. I have no friends that I don't absolutely love and pass every little weird test that I have for them. Yeah. And I don't do anything that doesn't like greatly benefit me. Yeah. And I know that sounds weird to point that out as a problem mm -hmm. but i'm starting no, to see it... that it's a problem everything i do and i and i could hear a lot of the rise and grind community being like life goals mm -hmm. everything i do i get paid for mm -hmm. <laughs> and i'm like at a certain point yeah i think i'm fucked yeah like really I, and nobody's taught me that. I, I didn't, I, I'm not, I am pointing, I was tempted to point fingers and be like, it wasn't modeled for me, blah, 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 blame my parents. Fuck that shit. I've made my bed. 
I have conversations and that's a job. I write my ideas. That's a job. I do, I do stand. That's everything is a job. I have no softball league. Mm -hmm. I have no church. I have no people other than like, you know, occasionally hanging out with the parents of a child that Leela wants to hang out with. But even then I'll be very critical. I'll be like, well, they weren't spiritual. They weren't very, uh, this, they weren't very that or whatever. Oh, they love sports and cocktails. I don't like sports and cocktails. And it's like, I'm I'm really running the Nosferatu mm -hmm. risk mm -hmm. of Getting being very particular. A weird, dark robed, bat like pale man yeah. who goes from his hot tub to his cold plunge <laughs> and, and reads only the books that he loves and, and meets all of his needs. And like Chelsea Peretti's bit for dinner, I go, What would a king eat? I and know. then he eats it. It's and so I really good. this is this is helpful, but I'm realizing <clears throat> I had this memory of Kurt and I in Israel. We were talking, you were there. We were talking mm -hmm. about it. And we went to this place in, in Jerusalem, in old Jerusalem called um, the Blue Hole Pub. Mm -hmm. And we were 20 mm -hmm. years old, but you could drink when you're 18 in Israel. So we were thrilled. And we looked in our wallets right there. That's not part of my experience anymore. Not that we're so loaded, but like we have credit cards and stuff. You just don't think of like, what do I have on me? Right. And even that brought this very, it's like a wound. I, know. I remember this time of interdependence with people. Yeah. How much money do I have? How much money do you have? Well, we can get two beers together and, and a bowl of potato chips. Mm -hmm. Let's pool together. Mm -hmm. You don't have anything to do. I don't have anything. This is pre-internet. It's pre-smartphone. We had to remember how to walk to the Blue Hole Pub. We found it. Mm. We went a different way. That's the novelty. Mm -hmm. Maybe we got lost. Mm -hmm. We sit down at the bar. We count our money. This was the story. The Blue Hole has a sign that says um, happy hour. So it's two for one between the hours of like five and seven. Mm -hmm. And we sit down at four o'clock and we're like, well, this sucks because we'd really love two Guinness instead of one, yeah. but we only have money for one because we were counting our cash, the romance of this. We put down the money, they give us two Guinness, we finish them, it, the, just great, great beer, we loved it. Mm -hmm. And as we're finishing our last sips, before they're even done, the bartender, very slow, obviously, it's four o'clock on probably a Wednesday, the bartender just sets down two more Guinness. Yeah. And we're like, what, do you, what are you doing? we don't have money for these. And he goes, and I go, happy hour starts at five and it's only four. And he goes, eh, it's pretty much whenever we open. Yeah. And those were, were the, the best sweetest tasting. Yeah. Best, not just beers, best tasting anything. Yeah. It was like motorboating an angel <laughs> drinking those beers. And we were, literally in like a type of heaven and not just because of the alcohol. I know I'm an addict and, and I, I enjoy alcohol probably more. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, it's not an alcohol story. Mm -hmm. No, nope. it's a story. Now look at my life. Look I, at my life. Look at my life. <laughs> I buy things by the case. I'm, I'm constantly afraid of running out of things. If I find a deodorant I like, I buy 12 of them. And that's a Nosferatu thing. That's yeah. the miso shell. I don't, it's almost like, again, in the, in the book Tribe, he talks about um, World War II and the, and, the, and the community that was built while London was being bombed and like mm. how fondly those people remembered being bombed yeah, and how they missed it when it was over. Yeah, It's just like, this is one of the things that modern, and I, I hope everybody knows, 
I'm grateful and all of this privilege. I'm just saying that being able to go to a bar and buy as many beers as you want mm-hmm. or buy 10 sticks of deodorant just so you never run out of it, mm-hmm. it's not the answer. It yeah. seems like it is, yeah. but the answer is actually much closer to getting to know your neighbors and hiding in a fallout shelter while you're bombed. <laughs> yeah. That is closer and that is yeah. a huge human truth, and it's a huge divine truth, and it's a huge romance truth. Mm-hmm. That's why we need date night or the Mitchells versus the Machines. We need to be bombed. Yeah. And I'm trying to go the, the long way into Los Angeles. That helped a little. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I need my disruptions disrupted. I know. I think it's this has been such a recurring theme lately because my your friend from 20 years ago started you know, came and visited you. And then I dropped him off at the airport and picked up my friends yeah, from my early twenties yeah, yeah. and they're here now. And it's been so incredible to just like get right back into what it felt like to be in our twenties together. And where we're just like laughing about nothing. And we're like, you know, smoking a little weed and eating bread and watching you bridesmaids. Did? I did. A, I, I didn't feel it. I did such a wimp inhale because I haven't done it since in like two years or three years. Yeah. But, um, but anyway, it's just, it was exactly what I needed. Cause I like, it's reminding me of that time when I did feel very like vital and young and wild. Yes. Um, we've been feeling that too, watching white Lotus. We're like, we just want to get fucked up. Yeah. Like, I watching know. people do like, shots and stuff i was like but that's not uh, sorry but that we know just to stick the landing that's that's not not actually what you want it's just the cheap version that we've been sold is like here's novelty and insanity it's like get the fuck out of here red bull there's other ways to to spice up and novelize your life that's right a shot of jaeger eat shit fuck off but but i was (laughs) really idealizing just like your story your guinness story um, just remembering, so my friend Amy, who's here, and I lived together. That was the first house that I moved. I moved out of my parents' house and into this house with three of my girlfriends. And we all worked at the same coffee shop and went to college together. And we had, I could like barely afford it. I could barely afford to do it. Mm. But I had a little binder that had my like had spreadsheets in it and it had my accounts. So I had like, this is how much I can spend for food a month. And I would write down everything I wrote, I spent for food Mm. to keep track. And then it's like gas $30 and wrote down every time I, you know, so that I could keep track. So I didn't spend too much on each thing. So there were literally times where somebody wanted me to go to like a bar or something 20 minutes away and I was like, I don't have the gas money yeah. to go there. Yeah. And and I, that feels so good to remember that. Like it feels like this like sweet pang. Or I would eat, we had TV dinner Tuesdays because it was like we had to have like yeah. one night a week where yeah. we ate like something that cost a dollar. Can I, I would get an amen? Eat, eat these $3 burritos for lunch, like for that entire year. Oh, that's what I was going to say. We had to par- like... We had four bedrooms and they were all different sizes. So we like priced them each according to their size. And Mm. then we pulled straws and I was praying for the smallest room so So that I could afford it. And it was three fifty. And I just like, and I loved that tiny room and my bed and like 
watching my watching like the DVDs of friends on my tiny TV. It's all like and there I is know, this pang of going like like I'm so grateful that I got that experience and I know that that's done. I could never go back to that. Well, that's what's tricky about all of it cuz you just took me back to several apartments I had in New York where the only room you had was your bedroom and you'd you'd watch reality TV on, on a, like literally a little TV with an antenna, like just, or maybe it had cable, but you know what I'm saying. But like, I'm I'm also aware that that's done. Yeah. And that's, that's sort of weird. Like meaning the apartment that I saw in Bushwick that when we opened the door to it, I was like, this is the place. This is incredible. Yeah. To give you a sense, I used to think duty stains were rust, like in a toilet. Oh. Like, you know how there's like streaks and... Like the 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 hole gets like a little murky. Yeah, it's disgusting to talk about. But at that time in my life, I thought that was rust, <laughs> not poop. And I also thought um, this before I had a dog, I never knew that like the brown marks on the sidewalk were also poop. Oh, wow. I just told myself some story that I was like, it's yeah. something else. It's like be- it's not poop. Beer. Yeah. So yeah, it's food or somebody drops That's some dirt so funny. or something. Shit, it's it's dog or human shit is everywhere. So like That's so funny. there was a way that I was looking at that apartment. I didn't even know the the floors were warped and the walls were thin. Mm. The building used to shake. It literally shook when when trucks went by. And I was just like, it's fucking Peter Parker's first apartment. I was like, I'm home. Yeah. And what's there's this un, untold price. You get to a certain place and then you want certain things to be quiet. You get more preferences. That's also what Kurt was. I was like, this guy doesn't hasn't upgraded his preferences. Yeah. His preferences seem pretty similar mm. to the preferences we had when we were 20. That's amazing. And that is amazing. <laughs> yeah. He's just like a lighter, happier person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm sort of like, like I did a show last night and the preferences that I had for how I should be, how not just I should be, but all the comedians should be treated mm-hmm. in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Like like I, I joked with you that when I got to the club, <clears throat> the first thing, oh, we should do the mid-rolls actually. I'm going to I'm gonna tell this story right after this because we only have an hour. So yes. here, here's the mid-rolls and we'll be right back with this incredible story about what got my goat last night. <laughs> this show is brought to us by our friends at Sunday's Food for Dogs. My dog Brody absolutely, absolutely loves Sundays. It's a healthy dog food that is actually easy to store and serve. We've tried a lot of different good, high-end, nice, healthy dog foods for Brody. And oftentimes that just means there's tons and tons of plastic containers in her refrigerator taking up all of the space. Sundays is not like that. It's like having a box of cereal in your pantry, but it is filled with incredible air-dried dog food made from a short list of human-grade ingredients that you can pour and your dog devours. Seriously, when we pull this out, no joke, Brody runs like a dog food commercial and devours this food, and it is incredible, let's be honest, for his poops. I mean, that's a big part of why you want to give your dog premium good stuff, obviously for his health, and also for what you have to pick up when you're walking him. 
and Sundays ticks both of the, those boxes. Sundays was co-founded by Dr. Tori, a practicing veterinarian. It contains 90% meat, 10% vegetables, and 0% synthetic nutrients. Besides USDA beef and all-natural chicken, you'll find digestive aids like pumpkin and ginger, plus disease-fighting antioxidants. Dog parents re- uh, report noticeable health improvements in their pups, including softer fur, fresher breath, better poops, like I mentioned, and more energy. And I love how happy it makes Brody. And I really love how easy it is to make Brody that happy. Unlike other fresh dog food, Sundays is zero prep, zero mess, and zero stress. Like I said, it's shelf stable, which makes it super easy to feed your pup top quality food. And every order ships right to your door. So you'll never worry about running out of dry, uh, out of dog food Again, Sundays cost 40% less than other healthy dog food brands because Sundays doesn't waste money shipping frozen packages. And, and there's also a lot of less, there's so much less waste. Instead, they spend on what matters, sourcing the best all natural ingredients for your pup. So we've worked out a special deal for weirdos. Our dog loving weirdos get 35% off your first order of Sundays. Go to sundaysfordogs.com slash weird or use code WEIRD at checkout. That's S-U-N-D-A-Y-S-F-O-R-D-O-G-S dot com forward slash WEIRD and upgrade your pup to Sundays and feel good about the food you feed your dog. Speaking of things I swear by, I'm, I was just feeling a little bit behind myself today and I just took some of my next Evo Naturals. Next Evo is a huge game changer in my life, a huge secret weapon against stress in my life. And their stress CBD complex gummies are incredible. And a new year is a fresh opportunity to achieve your full potential, but you can't be your best if you are stressed. So get ahead of stress this year by experiencing the full potential of CBD with Next Evo Naturals. Next Evo Naturals is the most clinically studied CBD brand and their smart sorb technology can help you get a better start to the year with their products like the Stress CBD Complex. Why this one instead of the millions and millions, it seems, other CBD companies? Because of that smart sorb technology. If you've tried CBD before and it didn't do anything for you, I implore you to give Next Evo a try. Their smart sorb CBD has a patented whole plant ashwagandha which is clinically proven to reduce stress by up to 70% and improve concentration by 50%. And also, it's proven for 30 times better absorption in the first 30 minutes. So the number one complaint I hear about CBD is people don't know how much to take and they don't know if they notice it. With this, you can dial in the dose perfectly because it's absorbed 30 times better and it's gonna get into your blood and into your mood in 30 minutes. So you get it fast and you get it, all of it is getting into you. It's not getting wasted. It's not just passing through your system. So don't just use any CBD brand. Most CBD products on the market only have two to 10% absorption. So at least 90% is actually wasted. Next Evo is different. Delivers four times better overall CBD absorption and has been proven in multiple clinical trials. So I absolutely swear by it. If you've been on the fence or you tried some uh, other brands before and were disappointed, give it another shot. I swear the Stress Complex gummies are incredible. They also make these pills, which are great. Uh, I sometimes take those at bed. Make CBD a part of reaching your full potential with Next Evo Naturals. Go to nextevo.com slash podcast and use promo code WEIRD to get 20% off 
your first order of $40 or more. That's 20% off $40 or more at nextevo.com slash podcast and use promo code WEIRD. And as I always say, you'll be showing your support of the show. Last but not least, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. When you're at your best, you can do great things. We talk a lot about the benefits of talk therapy on this show. I am a huge believer. Val is a huge believer. It's greater than the sum of its parts. Talking to a trained professional seems like just words in a room, right? But it changes your life. It's changed my life. It's changed Val's life. It's changed so many of my friends' life. And we're so happy to be sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes in life, you get bogged down. You can feel overwhelmed or like you're not showing up in the way that you want to. Working with a therapist can help you get closer to the best version of you. Because when you feel empowered, you feel more prepared to take on everything life throws at you. So if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is an incredible option. It's convenient, it's flexible, it's affordable, and it's entirely online. I used to drive 90 minutes to see Dr. Gary Penn, my therapist. It was a haul. And if I knew about BetterHelp, absolutely game change the whole system. You go online, it's discreet, it's easy. You do it from the comfort of your home. It's easy to swap therapists. It's easy to find therapists. There's no shame factor. There's no discomfort and there's no inconvenience. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist. And you, like I said, you can switch at any time for no additional charge because dialing it in just right and finding that perfect person for you can sometimes take a try or two, but once you do, you know you're there and you'll start feeling those benefits and showing up for yourself so much more in your life, which is incredible. So if you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can absolutely get you there. For me, it helped me carry through a terrible breakup and was a very integral time in my life where I was at a crossroads and I had to make a lot of choices and having a therapist to talk to made all of the difference. So visit betterhelp.com slash weirdo today to get 10% off your first month. That's better, H-E-L-P, betterhelp.com slash weirdo for 10% off your first month and show your support of this show. Okay, we're back. Um, I got to the venue and it was great. It was a great show and everybody was wonderful at the venue, but like just to to illustrate just how long my list of preferences are, not just preferences, but rules, like unspoken rules. And by the way, I'm right. Everything I'm about to say, I'm correct. Yeah. I just look at Kurt and I'm like, he's not going through life like that. He's not going, well, you should do this, this, this. So for example, I got there, uh, just like we always portrayed on Crashing, the, the venue didn't recognize me and didn't know who I was. So there were a line, a line of people going into the show and I'm trying to be subtle and just walk into the green room and they like stop me and they're like, who are you? And, I, and it's, it's a little embarrassing. Yeah. Now, the reason why that's a big deal is because I've said this before is because the comedian is trying to go out and, and, and have ownership over a space. In this case, a space I had never been to before. Right. So it, it's, it's more than it seems to take that toll on your confidence. Mm-hmm. Not that I need to be recognized. I don't. But that I could just be like, hello, welcome. We we took a second to Google image who's going to be here. Yes. It's clearly you would you come in here and have a glass of water. Right. That's all. I'm not, I don't need my ass kissed, but it's a little thing. So I get stopped and you're like, who are you? And I'm like, I'm, I'm Pete. I'm the comedian. Oh, sorry. I, I, I don't know you. And I'm like, why? Yeah. Why say that? That's not necessary. You don't, I don't think you understand how sensitive I am. 
uh, or how like how much this interaction is is going to be carried into the showroom. Mm-hmm. And then she goes, all these people are here to see you. And I go, oh, okay. And she goes, are you nervous? And I'm like, Laura was there too. Laura and I joked. We were like, bitch, I am now. Like, yeah. why are you saying that? Why yeah. Don't remind me no. that nerve. Oh, right. I guess I should be nervous. All these people are here to see me. Yeah. Why not remind me of each and every one of their hardships and the burden that they carry through the door <laughs> and how easily I could forget the words. You know what I mean? Like, why not say any? Like, it was just like, but my point is. And that's correct. Like I can defend my perspective that that is not an ideal way to walk into a comedy show. Yeah, sure. But am I free? Right. It's you're <laughs> not wrong, no. Walter. You're an asshole. That's right. You're not I'm wrong. Not you're, an you're just an asshole. But it, it's more like my you're not brain. wrong, but you're just suffering from that. And that is what's been happening. Is like I make this smoothie. Mm-hmm. And it's got to have all the right things mm-hmm. in it. And it does. We should. And there is a pleasure to when I sip my smoothie and it's just right. Yeah. But it's not the same amount of pleasure <laughs> as being a guy who could have a smoothie or not have a smoothie. It doesn't really <laughs> yeah. matter. Yeah. I'm a guy who like has to have that smoothie. Yeah. And then Kurt made a smoothie. He saw me make it and he was like, I'll make a smoothie. And he did it all fucking wrong. <laughs> Put two bananas in it. That's too much banana. He didn't blend the flaxseed first with the liquid so it didn't blend. I'm cleaning it out. All There's this whole flaxseed. He's just happily sipping it. Like a, like a, like a, how dare you be so happy and simple. And I'm over here drinking my perfect smoothie and being like, I really should take some enzymes with this because it's easier to digest. Like what happened? I I know what happened i really feel like we need to like go to india or something like this yeah, is someplace. the time to really get like a, a perspective shift because and, this and is what truly, happens to old people especially old people with with uh, some comfort level in their money it's like right. they just become nosferatu and i do want to say i could feel it happening at a certain point i remember like having lunch with emily gordon and talking about all of these things that we get to do and like or just our lives and i was like i really feel like like are we getting soft yeah. this is making us soft right and she's like oh a hundred percent and i was like i don't know how to stop that it's like i don't think you can but yeah. i but i do think yeah the disruption is a thing and and obviously you already did it i we don't have to but like Please, I I don't want it to sound like two people who have great lives and all their needs met complaining. And there is an element of like asking, like, is it a little bit that where it's like you want and want and want all of these things. And then as soon as you get them, you're like, well, I just have to like want something else. So I'm going to go back to wanting what I used to have just because we're want monsters. Yeah, maybe. But I do think it's a little bit. I think your read on it is is more accurate where. We weren't, and we said this, this is why Leela is so good for us because we do get a healthy dose of, she woke up at five in the morning. I stayed up with my, the two nights this week that I felt, got to feel like I was young and free was when we did Largo. Yep. Uh, So I was up until like 1230 that night. And then last night when I was with my friends until 1130, 
both times she woke up at five right. in the morning. It's like just this reminder no, of like, hey, guess what? Fuck you. <laughs> like hey, guess you're, what? You're in Fuck your you. 30s. It's different. This is why I know I mentioned it a lot, but clearly it's very fascinating to me. The idea that Zach Kreger used to work for that company that would kidnap I know. Uh, the, the, the elite of the world. And I'm just, <laughs> this is weird to say, but I'm like, nobody needs to do that. Nobody kidnap me. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, no, no. No, I don't think. That is not. I don't think that's how it works. That's, yeah, no, I know. Oh, you said it on a podcast. <laughs> um, but like some people would pay for that level of disruption. And I think when you are, you know, I'm not saying Mark Zuckerberg does it, but when you are Mark Zuckerberg, I think that's the that's the clientele that are like, you know what? I'm going to hire a five-star company to kidnap me yeah. because when I get back, my eagle egg omelets are going to taste that much sweeter, or at yeah. least I'll be able to taste them again. I don't know. Yeah. I do think this is also how people in long-term relationships end up having affairs. This is like a contributing factor. That's right. And or, it's because they want to break the shell on their brain. It's not yeah, even, I mean, it might be, but it doesn't seem to be as personal. Yeah. It becomes an inability to see your partner, yeah, an inability or, to see your life. And then sometimes the affair, I'm not saying I wouldn't do this, but it's like that disruption is the date night burglary. It's the heist. It becomes the thing that if you survive it becomes the unwanted falling upward of yeah. the situation. I'm not saying that's happened to me. I'm not saying that's something I want to try. I'm not even saying well, consciously that's what people are doing. But I do think the healthy way of doing that is is what some people do, which is decide to become ethically polyamorous, where the, instead of having an affair, they're like, let's break the shell by like doing this right. in an honest way. And that's, that's a, a really valid way to do it. Um, but... I'm really curious about using this energy. We've talked about this before, but using this sort of energy that I have of that, which is like, it is sexual, but it's also creative and expansive and social. It's not just sexual, yeah. which I think it gets minimized to that for most people. And the way, again, like alcohol. we're we're taught alcohol and we're taught affairs, like I'm sex. I'm telling you, that's all the Western menu has. It's like th things need to be shaken up, get drunk and get fucked. It's like, yeah. can we please get a little bit more creative in, in, the, in our own Huck Finness? Yes. <laughs> and I'm just remembering that in your, it's the, the listeners of You Made It Weird for, you know, who've been listening since the beginning will remember that there was a polyamory season where you yeah, were talking a lot about that. About and one of your points that I remember loving was like, you know, like, if if I'm married to, it wasn't exactly like this, but it was like, if you're, you know, like I'm married to Helen and I just start seeing like her, her boobs and her body is just this thing that I've been seeing for a long time and it's aging. Like she deserves to have somebody to come ravaged. and see that and yeah. be ravaged. And, and there is something yeah, really that. to that, but I'm, I'm interested in other ways of getting that energy out. Me too. And I don't know exactly what that looks like other than pure creativity. Dancing is really good for me in that way. Again, I'll quote, I'll quote Emily Gordon. I remember she wrote like a really lovely piece about her relationship with her body. And she talks about going to a dance class. And she said those women were being sexy without having sex or being sexual maybe without having sex. Mm. So there is like dancing that gets that out. But just different ways of like 
getting that like sacral energy. Yeah, and... I want to howl at the moon or something. <laughs> yeah. That's why. So Kurt and I smoked weed. I haven't smoked weed. since. I, I, I know it's been over a hundred days because mm. I, since I started doing A Course in Miracles every day, mm. I haven't wanted to smoke weed because what are you going to do? They give you a lesson every day and it's kind of heady yeah. and difficult to focus on when you're sober. So I was like, this doesn't work with weed. So I, I haven't done it in at least a hundred days. I would say probably 150 days. Mm. And then we did it and I was like, I just had a little edible, five milligrams, and we were sitting in the backyard, and I was like, I will say this for drugs, they get you outside. Yeah. And that really is true. Yeah. But it wasn't enough. Like, I'm really close. I keep getting invites to do ayahuasca. People keep Mm. mentioning casually that they have like a DMT vape or something. Mm. And it's just interesting. Yeah. This is what's interesting, is you can listen to me three months ago on this podcast being like, the phone stopped ringing. I'm out. I'm done. It's yeah. over. And again, even if it doesn't end up being a psychedelic, I'm craving some sort of, you know, uh, uh, Don Juan kind mm. of adventure. Mm-hmm. Me and too. That's what I'm craving. Where I'm like, I want to be in the Amazon chasing, you know, a taper and hunting yeah. and howling and, you know, cold, dark lake. I, I, I'm just, yeah. I don't know what's going on. It's interesting that we're both feeling it though. Yeah. It's kind of nice that we're both feeling it. Cause otherwise I might be like scared that you're feeling that, you know what I mean? Like there's an easy way to misinterpret it and just be like, you're unhappy with our life, which I know is not true because I'm also feeling it and I'm totally happy with our life. Right. And for me, but that's what's so having confusing. the safety Having my needs met and having the safety of our wonderful, beautiful life is what is enabling me to be like, it's time for an adventure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like if I were unhappy in any element of my life, I would just be fixated on that. Yeah. I don't feel unhappy. I feel like ready to expand. I you know feel like, I mean? uh, yes, ready to expand. I heard you. <laughs> and you made me think of phantom thread yeah and in fa- i feel like the guy woodcock in F- daniel plain daniel Plainview, daniel day lewis in phantom thread mm. is that like he has everything just so he takes his That's breakfast right. just so his work is right his work is praised his work is ce- celebrated because like i'm over here going oh tomorrow i'm flying to vancouver to do a show yeah. like what more novelty do you need? How's that going to go? What's it, what's the venue like? Who are you going to see? What people are you going to meet? All this stuff. Mm. So it's not just, it's not even close to every day is the same. No. It's more of the atrophy of just like, and I will fly in the night before. Mm-hmm. I will get a good night's rest. Mm-hmm. I will exercise. I will meditate. I will do Wim Hof. I will do the show afterwards. I, and like, it's exactly Phantom Thread because then, and then she gives she needs to give him the, the, po- the poison mushrooms and he's grateful for that disruption. Yeah. Because it opens his heart and it makes him yeah. dependent. And, I've been and it sick. makes him need somebody else. That's right. Now Just he's looking in saying. his emotional wallet to see if he has enough money for two Guinness. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. I've been, yeah. Which is weird because I, I have been sick, pretty good sick for mm. like, over two and a half weeks, like three weeks. Yeah, it's been a long one. It's been one. brutal. Yeah. And sucks. And today's one of the first days that I feel better. And I'm like, that seemed to me 
to be my body being like, slow down, like stop. Yeah. And like fucking relax. Like I've been loving to drive into LA lately. Like mm-hmm. c- can't get enough. It's mm. been the greatest. And I think it's because my body was like, I'm going to, you're going to be sick now so you can stop. And I couldn't stop. Mm. So I, I want all this like wanderlust and howling at the moon. And I also just want to be like quiet and dependent. And yeah. and I would have loved to just been sick and have you there mm-hmm. give me soup of different stocks <laughs> i would that. do it i would have loved that yeah all right all right we did it we did it um i guess it's a short one but we nailed it yeah we went right in and this one like had a theme it had a theme <laughs> and it nice. was it had energy and excitement throughout <laughs> and i've never um as i've said many times on this pod <clears throat> I do best when I have one thing. Mm-hmm. And I did a podcast, a two and a half hour podcast with Rick Glassman about two hours ago. Yeah. And nice. I was like, how am I going to do this? And then drove and was a from LA and then walked in the door and, and walked hit in. hit record. Videos. Yeah. But this was awesome. I know. I really loved it. I think yeah. you're incredible. I really love you. And go ahead. Keep it crispy.